0: You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on
1: IRLoneStar.com.
0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I are here every Tuesday from 12 to 1 p.m. on IRLoneStar.com, or 104.5 or 106.1 Conroe's FM, and we are here. We're two licensed Texas attorneys, and we're here to answer your legal questions, address legal situations that you may be facing, and uh, just kind of help you through a, a maze that is overwhelming and confusing to so many people, and so... You know, some people can't afford to get an attorney to answer just some basic questions. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness uh, for the internet.
1: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and but we want to provide that service for them too. Yes. For our well, I mean, people. even when we look at the internet and use our legal research engines, right. um, it can just be a conundrum of confusion. So, always good to help. Right. And so today, Tony and I are going to talk about wrongful termination
0: in Texas
1: employment. We have this, the two of us have been getting just a, a you know, an overload of calls on employment issues. I right. know you have because we were talking about it. Right, and you know it kind of goes in in waves. Sometimes we get nothing but DWIs. I know, and Isn't then that true? sometimes we get uh, nothing but homeowners associations <laughs> or or land issues. People are you know squabbling about their. Land and their land. Any DWIs are around the holidays. I haven't found that there's any really one reason or not, but for no. whatever reason, this week I've gotten emails and texts and mm-hmm. calls mm-hmm. on a just a, a broad array of employment issues, you know, from um, non competes to uh, discrimination to just being hired and wanting to know what their contracts are, you mm-hmm. know, or, or if they even have one and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why today we're doing employment.
0: Yeah. I got a call just a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, from a man that had been with a trucking company for many years, and the trucking company kept trying to give him rigs that were not compliant with the safety laws of the you know, the highways mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he would refuse the rigs, mm-hmm. and then he started getting his own rigs, and the guy was also sick. Uh-oh. So they just terminated him. And mm. it was right at the time that he was asking
1: for— there's some sort of a disability that's accelerated. It's like oh a special... I usually like cases like that because when they get terminated when they've actually done something, they're, they're, they haven't done anything wrong, which we're going to talk about today. So there's no other reason. And they're they're not laying other people off, but if they've asked for something that is a little bit over right. what what they're willing to give them and they've made a little bit of noise and they may be like a yeah, whistleblower, Exactly. Then, then I like those cases. And I've done them before in the mm-hmm. end up in federal court and they're good. But... Um, uh, just like you, I'm getting all, oh, just the whole spectrum of right. things, uh, people that are, I was fired because I was pregnant. I'm, I'm older. They're promoting other people beyond me. They're harassing me. Right. Um, I just took this job and they're not giving me what they said they were going to pay me all of a sudden. I mean, just the whole
0: gambit. And just sign and all complete compete. And so now what am I going to do? Because I'm not even, yeah, I can't position. even leave. They got me yeah. to sign it. They duped me into coming here. And right.
1: I can't do it. So right. we have, we have hopefully we'll We'll cover some of those. We'll we'll be able to today. cover sort of what how employment law works in Texas. Okay, and uh, what you you know where you can go to, uh, what you need to do if you feel like you fall into a category where, um, you you may need some compensation or even workman's comp because you've been done wrong.
0: Right. Okay. So first of all, uh, Texas is an at-will state. Yes. So at-will means that you're working at your own will for whoever you're working for. And your employer has employed you at their own will. Right. So it's totally at will. It's at will.
1: And we know that Texas is very much an
0: employer state, not an employee state. Right. And it also, because we're at will, it means that you can be terminated at any time for anything. For any reason. You're wearing a pink tie, and I don't like pink ties. And you can also quit at any time for any reason. Right. But as Tony just alluded, that really goes in favor of the employer, Mm -hmm. not the employee. Right. Mm Right. Okay. So Texas is at will. We want to start with that. And um, so our first topic is wrongful termination based on breach
1: of contract. So first of all, we're at will. And, and then I'm just going to just stop for one second, just because this is how I remembered employment law when I was in law school. And I applied the exact same sort of visual structure uh, when I did employment cases out of law school. And um, and you just kind of have to think of it like, like a triangle. Um, you've got, basically, you're either at will with no contract Are you are you have a contract, and under that contract, there's certain um, things that that you now have more rights because they can only fire you uh, for a cause, perhaps, or there's certain other things that you look at. But either at will, and you know, anything goes, or your contract on the other prong, or there's a whole different prong, and that's discriminatory reasons. So you you have to look at that too. When I'm talking, and also when you look at contracts. You that kind of falls under, uh, um, the employee manual falls under that that gambit of employee contract. So you may have a contract and you didn't even know it because they follow rules in their manual that are listed in there. And it may actually say in the manual that it is a, you can only be fired for cause. So that, that, being, that being said, if the, our, so our, our listeners have sort of a visual image of how it works.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. I know we were talking about that earlier and I was hoping that you would say that. <laughs> so you've got the at will with no contract. Mm-hmm. You've got the contract, mm-hmm. and that can either be a contract
1: that you sign or it can be an employee manual that mm-hmm. you sign right. different pages mm-hmm. in. And it can also be an oral statement. That's a contract, too, not just a written contract. Uh, but you, yes, those are so hard to prove. So what I tell people that are getting new jobs and they're really skeptical is so they're leaving another one, they're leaving something behind to take this, is just to have your phone going and record it because that's proof. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then on the other prong, you've got the description. In your pocket, because reasoning. you don't want your new employer to think you're recording everything they're saying. Oh, and yeah. as
0: long as you're not an attorney, you can do that without telling them. Yeah, but attorneys have to tell them, I've got you on yes. record here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so now we have at will. Now we've got wrongful termination based on breach of contract. And as we'd said... Contract is something you signed, something you're orally told. Mm-hmm. Much harder to prove. I would I would rely on what you signed. Mm-hmm. And that can be found also the employee manual. You know, I've had businesses where I had 40 employees and created these employee manuals mm-hmm. and know how binding they
1: are. The bigger companies have them um, because they it, it's so structured and the employee manuals actually protect the big mm-hmm. businesses. So they like to have here at, you know, at Section 2, 1A, you have not complied with this. And that gives them a reason to fire you. Mm -hmm. You have to look at those really closely. But a lot of times I love employee manual. I think they backfire because um, when you look at the employee manual, a lot of times it gives you a lot of, it's supposed to look like it's all cherry and rosy and everything's wonderful. And the reality is it's, it locks them into a box on what they can get you for. And, and the, the truth of the matter is you want to be happy where you're working. It's the big part of your life every day. Right. And if you're not happy where you're working, then your life is going to be pretty miserable. No <laughs> so, kidding. So you and I think we, have, we, we talked about this on previous shows. If you just started a new job and you're not happy, just don't think about suing. Just get out and find another job because it's just not a good fit. It's right. It's not worth suing over.
0: Okay. So to prove, uh, you guys need to think about these elements, okay? So if you signed a contract or you've been given an employee manual and you sign stuff in it or some sort of oral uh, promise okay. or, uh, you know, this for that, tip mm-hmm. for tap, whatever they've told you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to prove that an employment contract existed. Mm-hmm. The employee satisfied their duties under the employment contract. Mm-hmm. The employee was fired due to circumstances that breached the terms of the employment contract. Mm-hmm. And one more, damages.
1: Damages were caused by breach of the employment. And that's a big one for people that just take a new job. Um, because yeah. if they they left a job and they had a certain salary and then they went to go take the new job Mm -hmm. and what are the damages if it's only, they they get duped because they walk in and like for like a car salesman, for an example, they're they're not gonna get the commission they were promised or they backpedal because they were just really trying to steal you away from the other place because you were doing so well. You know, whatever the case may be, you go over there and now they've reneged on it. You've worked there for say a month and now you've sold all these cars and they're not going to give you your commission on it, or they've changed something. Then the damages are really difficult because because um, the the previous place was made was so much lower. Then what is the damage when you compare it to what you had before to what you had now, uh, because you were making less before?
0: Right. So a promise. Oh, if you come over to our car dealership and we're gonna. You know,
1: our employees, our salesmen make $3,000 a month. We're going to give you this much more yeah. per month. We're going to give you $3,000 a month flat per month. That you don't have to sell any cars. Right. And we're going to give you, you know, this percentage or this flat rate for each car you sell. And at the other place, you weren't getting that. So this was, they were, and, but you were doing well. You were still right. doing pretty well. right? And uh, you go over and they 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 completely dupe you. Then what are your damages? Because you have to compare it to what you were making before. and And then, and if you don't have anything to, if you don't have a written contract, let's say it just didn't get signed yet, and these people are good. I mean, I worked for several people before myself that just didn't like to sign anything. They were small entrepreneurs, and they wouldn't sign anything. I'm surprised they signed a check. They just wouldn't put their name on anything. They were so afraid of being sued. So then you had to rely on oral contracts, and everything was just, they were just paranoid. They made a lot of money. They were like crazy rich people. But um, anyway, the bottom line is, yes, that's a really difficult, that fourth prong of proving damages were caused is a difficult one to prove. Well, and not only that, Tony, but people have
0: a duty to mitigate their damages. I mean, like, what what I want our listeners to understand if they're facing this is if you've been, if you feel like you've been wrongfully terminated, you can't sit at home and complain Mm -hmm. for six months. (laughs) You've got a duty to go out and look for another job. And so, like Tony just explained uh, whether you make more or less at that new job or whether they keep their end of the deal or they don't at
1: that new job, you still have a duty to go out. Well, you have a duty because you got to pay your bills. And it's really, if, most people want to rely on um, the unemployment of, uh, you know, go to the Texas Workforce Commission and get their empl- unemployment benefits. Right. And there's some criteria to that too, because when you file for it, they're going to see if you were wrongfully terminated or if you caused it. And how long you've worked there? I think you have to be there six months, and I can't remember exact the terms right now. We'll give you some websites to look at that, so you can go see if you qualify. But, um, but that's that's kind of you do. Have, you should mitigate. I mean, everybody should work. You shouldn't be a deadbeat just relying on the government dole because you got a job. And oh boy, now I can. I've gotten fired, so now I'm going to get an employment. A lot of people do that. It's really aggravating. Right. But most people don't. Most people have the integrity to want to work and to be good and to to show, you know, just like God wants us to do, to come in and, and, and do the best that we can, be the best person we can be. But sometimes that from an economic standpoint, you can't do that because you can't find a replacement job. But what, to, I, but what I'm talking about is it ruins your claim
0: against your previous employer yes. yeah. employer who fired you because yeah. you sat home for six months well, and done
1: nothing. Also, unemployment to get unemployment benefits, my understanding is that you have to actually be looking for a job. You've got to prove right. that just like when my, my clients are on, probation, uh, I, I, let me take that back. It's not probation. Probation, they have to look for work and they have to show they've looked for it. It's mostly when I have clients that have child support that's due. And usually if they haven't paid it and they they've showed up for that little hearing where it's really just you talking to the, um, the uh, you know, the assistant, uh, the, the attorney general's assistants that are working there, their attorneys, they'll usually make a deal with you where if you haven't paid your child support because you can't afford it, then you've got to show that you're looking for work. And I'll, I'll always get these people saying, well, I haven't, I've been looking. And they really haven't until they get thrown in jail. And they will, if they haven't been literally significantly looking for work at least three times a week, if, legitimately, then um, then they'll be in jail. And that kind of shows them the lay of the land. And, and it does happen, too. But It shows the person who's been thrown in jail the lay of the land? Yeah, because they're thinking, oh, well, I, I'm just going to show them. I've looked at the internet. And because they're mad at their ex. They don't right. want to give their ex money. Sure. And so they're intentionally not working. Yeah. And that always shows up. So... If people just do the right thing, as we're taught in Bible school and the Bible and everything, if you just— And your own conscience tells you And your own conscience. If you just do the right thing and you don't have hard feelings and you're not doing it because you've got anxiety, if you, you know, forgive those that trespass against you for whatever reason that you're not working— if you go forward and just do the right thing, everything will turn out for you if you just be the best person you can be. But a lot of people are unhappy because I took this job and I've been fired. And yeah. and to, to damages, um, you know, the little spill about damages, is employees must show that they suffered some type of harm due to termination. The type of harm is often economic in nature. And if an employer breaches the employment contract, courts are reluctant to order one party to do what it said it would do. Quarters, courts are more likely to make an employer pay an employee financial compensation that the employee directly lost as a result of the breach. And the reason I'm even saying that is because people will not work to show that they have more economic harm. But you can't do that. You've got to mitigate, just like you were saying. You've got to go out and look. And more than likely, if that job didn't work out, it was because it wasn't supposed to work out. Right. So, you can do go find where you're supposed to be yeah. and look at it as a benefit and not have hard feelings. And, and I think what
0: Tony's saying, too, is that a court is not going to order your ex-employer to hire you back. Yeah. What they're going to do is say, okay, pay them the money that they
1: lost. Right. But you're not going to get it unless you can prove that you tried to mitigate it. Kind of all right. the same ball of whack. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, so let's move on to wrongful termination based on discrimination. Oh, one, that was one. breach of mm-hmm. contract. Yeah, we get... Uh, Tony, I get this one a lot based yeah. on discrimination.
1: And and just the big caveat on that is you can't say they discriminated against me when you've actually done something that was in breach of your contract or you right. didn't do your work. You can't say... You can't sit back at your job and be, you know, doing nothing and then say, oh, well, I'm old and I'm a female and... Or I'm pregnant or whatever the discriminatory thing may be. Uh, and, and so they can't fire me when you really breach something else. So people everybody that's called me, if you have a discrimination issue, you better not have breached the other side, the more, you know, the contractual one, because right. because it's, it's hard to prove discrimination.
0: Yeah, it sure is. Okay. So the elements for that is you have to show that you're a member of a protected
1: class. And this is federal and state law prohibiting this. And Texas pretty much aligns with, with federal. I think we've got two extra prongs, two extra elements that you can fight in Texas. So we're more broad for discrimination, but just these are actually ones that you can look up and we'll give you the website that are specific to discrimination. Okay. Okay. So you have to be a
0: protected class. Mm-hmm. And what um, does that mean? Well, it means that the ap- employment relationship is considered a protected relationship. Both state and federal law prohibit discrimination in the employment contract. Any kind of discrimination based on... And that on- means you're a protected class because you're <clears throat> either...
1: Um, Women are your, are your, uh, of all the, you have, you're pregnant. It's ethnicity, it's religion. religion. Right, right. That's all all a big umbrella, protected class. So first you're in the protected class because the company can't fire you because of age, citizenship status, uh, meaning that you're not, I mean, they shouldn't be hiring you. They have to check your, that's another thing. They can't be hiring you if you don't have your social security because they will now, get the federal people will come after them. But Mm -hmm. that's a different story. Mm -hmm. Um, If they can hire you, if you've got a visa and you're allowed to work. Uh, color, disability, genetic information, um, national origin, pregnancy, race, religion, or sex. Those are all the umbrella of protected classes. Okay. Yeah, but there's
0: a hierarchy in that too. Yes. So you've got ethnicity, you've got a race. I'm not even sure religion is right up at the top, but I, I do know that it's, it's... It's not, but
1: it's important because you can't say, I'm not going to hire you because you're
0: Jewish. I mean, well, they all are We're not equally. talking about hiring. We're talking about terminating. Right. And so the problem and the question that I get a lot, and I know you got this last week, mm-hmm. was age. Mm-hmm. So age is not way up there.
1: And so what... Well, no, they're all equal, but age is a hard one to prove. Yeah. Because, because it's an at-well state, and it could be that you can't do the job they hired you to do, and so you've breached you're into the bargain. You know, that's a really good point. Age is a hard one to prove, but ethnicity and race is not. It's not.
0: And so they use those nice. are the, the
1: fallback ones all the time. Oh, I see. But um, it okay. really, if someone, if an employer hires you, and I've been an employer and I've been an employee to do a job and you can't do it because of your age or because of and your- we're at will. Or if you're because you're pregnant, mm-hmm. they can't, and let's say you lied and you didn't tell them you're pregnant. You can't not tell them you're pregnant and then and then turn around, and you're going to have a baby a week later.
0: Yeah.
1: and, and It happens. And I'm, I got hired. I mean, my, my story is I got hired eight months pregnant, and the guy that hired me did not know I was pregnant. And oh I didn't gosh. tell him I was pregnant. Yeah. But I was a really good deal. I was getting paid way under. And I was honest with him. And if he wanted to fire me, he could. Right. I wanted the job. And I did a great job. I worked there for 12 years. And uh, they I told him I was going to need a little time off for my maternity leave, like a month later. And um, they were stunned. They wanted to fire me. And I said, well, you know, I can work from home. This is before we had, you know, all the computers and all of us working from home. And I said, I'm only going to take a week of maternity leave, which I did. I literally, I had the baby. <laughs> literally, I had my daughter, Brooke. And um, I literally was up and going the next day. And I went back to work the next week. And I hated leaving my baby. I mean, I really hated it. And they gave me, you know, a little leeway where I could bring up a stroller and I could breastfeed and all that stuff. But um, I didn't let them down. I felt true. to. I needed a job. I needed the money. I was what they needed. So that doesn't always fall into place. You're not going to get fired because you're pregnant. But you should be honest. I thought for sure they thought that I was pregnant. <laughs> I was scary to pop. Well, I mean, you're you're a skinny little thing. Um, I had a jacket on and I was, a, you know, an avid skater. And so I didn't look that pregnant. Wow. So I was able to cover it. And she was your first? She was my that's second. Right. Oh, I was just right. in such good shape. But yeah. that's, that's here to there. I wasn't being dishonest not telling her I was pregnant. They just never asked. Okay. All <laughs> right. So you
0: got approved for discrimination protected class, that you're a qualified employee, mm-hmm. qualified for the position, yes. um, that the employee was terminated from their position. You know, how hard can that be? Either you were terminated or you weren't.
1: And, and it has to be that they were terminated in this scenario because it, it was based on them being in a protected class. And it says, there are various ways that employees can demonstrate that this discriminatory motive, including statements, statistics, or even company policies that were biased against the protected class. So um, there's ways you can prove it. Uh, they can't
0: claim wrongful termination if they quit the position before being terminated. Yes. In some situations, an employer might force an employee to resign. Which can constitute a constructive discharge, right? Right, because
1: all games, I and mean, we all know little games that happened in in or the workplace. Right, they can kind of force you into it mm-hmm. by making you so miserable yeah. that you want to quit. That's constructive termination. They can't do that. But if you up and quit and then say you're fired and that don't work, you can't right. do that. Mm-mm. Okay. And then there are influential factors. So I think what
0: we were talking about, about you terminated from your position, qualified employee, it's all evidentiary factors. Right. You got to get together with an attorney. It and has you, to be legitimate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you argue, well, we can prove that they were terminated because of their protective status based on statements they've made in the mm-hmm. past, based on statistics. Mm-hmm. The company always fires people that are 45 years old and, and hispanic and i don't know what yeah, uh, they normally do yeah that. so influential <laughs> factors Cour- courts weigh a variety of factors in determining whether wrongful termination occurred due to discrimination right. we just talked about right and a i'm, I'm going to give
1: an example of a case that i did and we won but go ahead i want to hear more about the factors um let's see some of them include whether
0: the employee was given a reason for termination mm-hmm. if an employer's discrimination is well documented mm-hmm by the factors we just talked about, Mm -hmm. whether a legitimate non-discriminatory reason was given for the employee's termination. Mm -hmm. I mean, that will trump. And even if they're being discriminated against, the employer will, if they're not dumb, will give them a legitimate non-discriminatory reason. And if the employee worked to minimize the extent of any financial harm, that's what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. mitigation.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So So the bottom line with all of this is you have to truly have been wrongfully terminated. This can't be... I'm mad I was terminated, right, right. or I'm I'm going to hold my breath. I don't want to do that. You know, if you're hired in a hospital, and one of the first things they give you is cleaning bedpans, and I just got out of medical school. Why are they doing this to me? I don't want to do this. Well, more than likely, a doctor is not going to be cleaning bedpans. But if they did, I mean, you have to have the grace, you know, that of, of Mary, <laughs> you have to do what you're told to do, because it may be a test to see if you're willing to do the lowly things before you're promoted. So we all have those tests and, and what have you. But if you're wrongfully terminated, and a lot of people are wrongfully terminated, right. then you need to look at these things and weigh these different factors. Mm-hmm. And another uh, piece of evidence is that if a
0: another employee who is not from a protected class was not terminated right, right. and did the same
1: thing. People know whether they're wrongfully terminated or not. They have an yeah. idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. they sure do.
0: Okay, um, so our next topic is going to be wrongful
1: termination based on retaliation. That is a Big one. It I is. hear it all the time. Yeah. and this just this goes on the level of the of the the lower level employee that is has a, a has somebody next to them that they're working with that's competing with them. This happens a lot in very competitive, like with um with companies that are large, like like say Facebook, uh, large companies where you, people are all working. There's they have thousands and thousands of employees. Where people are. You know they're 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 clawing their way up to the, the top, ladder, yeah. and they're willing to throw their their coworker under the bus to get the promotion or to take their their to get credit for what they've done. And um, I I hear this not a lot, but enough that it's significant. Where one of the not just higher level retaliation, like you're turning them into the government, but where somebody has tried to get you and they're 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 lying to your your your. Um, the, the supervisor. supervisor that you have in common so that you will get fired because they were going to fire somebody and they want you to look bad. So that that almost kind of falls under a retaliatory deal where if you're fired because someone's lied about you, but it happens. and And that's really difficult. You just have to watch your back. That's the best thing I can say is watch your back and do the best job you can. Don't let somebody get you in trouble because they want to get rid of you. And people do that. They're bad. There's evil everywhere. Um, Okay, well, we're
0: going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to pick up the topic wrongful termination based on retaliation. Tony and Cheryl, we're talking about employment law today. We'll be right back. 4-H and Youth, and Family and Consumer Sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurance. For our self pay patients, we have a sliding-scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look up the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Today, we are talking about employment law, and uh, we've been on the topic of wrongful termination. Right before the break, we were talking about uh, wrongful termination based on retaliation, and I think that you really made a good point, Tony. There are really two prongs to that. One is what you called higher level.
1: uh, You report to the government when they've done something that's wrong. Your employer. They're dumping, the ones you all hear about, they're dumping you know, waste and I'm being told to do it and I know it's wrong and right. I will be the one that's going to hold it. And so you have to report them and you're right. being fired because of retaliation. But the more common one and the more the one you don't hear about it so much is when it's on, when you have lower level management and people even below them that are fighting for the same to, to, to make, get higher in the hierarchy of the the planet to get bonuses and what have you, they'll see somebody that's on their level doing something wrong and it may come back to, to hurt you because, management may align with the lower level when you complain when you complain uh, because they're better friends and it's really sad because because it's because of who they know and not what they're doing so you just have to be really careful and I know it's really stressful and that's why we pretty much work for ourselves it makes you want to go out and actually better yourself and get uh, and be your own boss but on the the flip side of that is you've got the same you know sort of there's a different difficulty and that's making sure that you are responsible and you work for yourself and you go out and So, you're doing everything. You're getting your. Right. So, there's different stressors. Mm -hmm. And that's when I just go to Mass and. Right. (laughs) Uh, Ask God to take on.
0: Right. A friend of mine, uh, an attorney, was with a big uh, group and um, some really high profile people. And he finally just quit and went on his own because Mm -hmm. the paralegals for the attorneys that had been there forever, the big powerful Mm -hmm. attorneys Mm -hmm. and stuff. We're setting him up. Yes,
1: and the first job I had, I was set up by the paralegals. I didn't even know it. I was so green to it. Right. They were like they would be so nice to me, and they'd be like, "Oh, have you done this? And can you do this?" But then they were talking down to me, and I thought this is really odd. Yeah. I've been a landman for thirty years, and then and I've done this stuff. I've I've managed you know forty people at, at large corporations, so I understand what needs to be done. But they were talking to me like I was. You know, just you know, just an autistic idiot, which I am <laughs> <You're not laughs> to right. some degree. You know, I think I, I I I think I've got some degree of Asperger's, but a very high functioning one. I like to think of myself as a rain man, counting those sticks as they fall. Einstein. Right. But right. did you read in the paper? Speaking of, I'm just gonna do this a little off thing. I read where, um, I don't think there's papers anymore. It's on the internet. No, I read the paper this last weekend. Wow. Yeah. Okay, because I always give, like, uh, I'll give money to the guys that sell the papers because they're working so hard. Mm-hmm. I don't think that much. Mm-hmm. But I read where a law firm in Atlanta hired, they were the first in the country to hire an openly autistic lawyer. She had passed the bar in Florida. She so had gone to law school, got in law school, got it, passed the bar, and um, she was autistic, mm-hmm. but a high-functioning autistic. And they just loved her. And I thought—and they, they said, we really want to show people that autistic people are not what you think. Right. Their high-functioning ones are brilliant. Right. And and you need to let them do what they do best and give them a chance. Like, right. you should give everybody a chance. Sure. And it's almost a discriminatory story thing. You think they can't do it. You don't give them a chance. And that I saw this girl, and she was being sworn in. She's beautiful. Yeah. But I don't think they had anything to do with it. Right. Um, but anyway, so that— Kind of went toward high functioning autistic people like Rain Man. You know, he did the Card Counting. We just watched that movie. Jim and I are watching the 100 um, top movies ever. You know, oh, rated wow. by. We are having I mean, so much fun oh, every I day. Forget. We watch one or two. We just watched Citizen Kane. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that what a movie. Great movie. It's a thing that we had not seen. And last night we watched Giant, all about Texas yes, and Jet rank. We are loving these Elizabeth movies. Taylor right now. and yeah. when, Rock in heyday. Oh, loving I know. It. I
0: know. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, so listen back on to yes. based on retaliation. Mm-hmm. So there are two prongs: it's complaining to the government, but also being retaliated against because you complained about something that was going on with mm-hmm. a colleague
1: or something mm-hmm. like a vertical, that. Vertical, not a horizontal.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So a re- to win a retaliation case, I'm
1: sorry, party- horizontal, not vertical. <laughs> Got it mixed up. <laughs> yeah. Vertical. Right. Up right. Again. Right. Okay.
0: To win a retaliation case, a party must successfully establish the following elements. Mm-hmm that there was a protected activity. Mm -hmm. You must have engaged in a protected legal activity or exercised a protected legal right. Mm -hmm. Like my company's asking me to to supervise the dumping of toxic waste into the river and I can't do it. And so I'm going to tell. That's a protected legal right. And the example
1: they give in our, our printouts is when an employee refuses to comply with an employer's request to participate in an employer's discriminatory activity, that would be if you were hiring people and they said you can't hire people under, you know, under these discriminatory reasons. Another example occurs when an employee participates in an investigation regarding an employer's illegal conduct. And that's the big one you always read about, about hazardous waste dumps. Right, and kind of right. Okay, and then uh, the second, the second thing
0: is that you were fired due to that activity. Mm-hmm. Okay, you weren't fired because you never showed up to work on time. Mm-hmm. You weren't fired because you called in sick every other day. You were fired because you actually made that
1: phone call right. to uh, the and you, authorities. But, but it's up to you to prove it. You have to have direct evidence, including written or verbal statements, while the circumstances of evidence is based on off of an inference that a termination was due to an employee exercising the legal right. Um, employers often respond to retaliation claims by arguing that a valid reason existed for the employee's termination. That's why, while it's happening, you need to be— quietly keeping track, because I think we've all watched the Pelican Brief, if we haven't. The bottom line is, if they see that you're watching what they're doing and they're going to tell, I mean, they could physically hurt you, not just harm, because they're doing something wrong, you know, and their livelihood is right. in trouble. So be really careful when this kind of thing happens. And also make sure that you're showing up to work on time. Yes. and they well, do your job. Yeah. But if you see something's wrong, it could be, though, they're not doing something discriminatory. So keep track, but just watch. Be like the Indian. Be quiet, you know. Be walks off like Kyrie the big stick. Mm-hmm. Your big stick is keeping the evidence and not talking to everybody in the world. Remember, gossip is not yes. good. That's, yes, the water cooler stuff doesn't work because that's also going to get you fired. So just do your job, and if you see something that you think might not be right, kind of quietly keep track of it to yourself and 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 keep your evidence because you may your instinct may be right.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you have to show damages have occurred, and we've covered that in other things. They're economic, Mm -hmm. lost income, things like that, lost uh, health insurance, lost whatever you lose there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wrongful termination based on harassment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Harassment by an employer can include many types of behaviors, exclusion from meetings, information, applying double standards to employees. We just talked about that. Mm -hmm. That's an aspect of wrongful termination by
1: retaliation. Mm -hmm. Sexual harassment. We hear you know, that. That's such a buzzword right now is sexual harassment, like this guy, that, that producer that just got ousted. Weinstein. And Weinstein. And that's a big, um, that one I kind of go both ways with because because I can see where these people knew what they were getting into because historically, if you want to get in the movies, you're going to like schmooze up and, you know, do what you have to do to get the job. Well, that's how we were raised. We always
0: knew that it worked that way, even right. though we hated it. And, and it made a lot of those actors and actresses just
1: instantly lose respect. Right, because they knew that that's what we're doing. And a lot of them did get their jobs without having to do that, okay? Yeah. So on the one turn, they kind of knew what they were getting into, and they don't have to buy into it. They could just say, I know I'm the best person for this position and or this particular, you know, um, uh, acting, uh, uh, what do they call Role. Role, thank mm-hmm, you. You're, mm-hmm. you're an actress. Um, on the other hand, um, they really shouldn't be doing that. So it depends on the degree and if it's something in the industry. Certainly, if you're being sexually harassed, and we've seen all kind of shows about this, because I I don't have any that I've actually done. I've done a case on sexual harassment. If you're being harassed and somebody is, you know, um, coming after you and visiting your house and leaving you notes and bringing your flowers and it's unwanted and that kind of thing, clearly that's kind of, that's that's crossing the line. I have a
0: client that went through the same thing. Beautiful, beautiful young woman. And she worked at a spa Mm -hmm. in a part of Texas. And uh, one of the owners of the spa was a guy, and then mm-hmm. his ex-wife was the other owner. Mm-hmm. And the guy was calling her constantly, showing mm-hmm. up to her house, pinning her against the wall at mm-hmm. the at the salon, mm-hmm. at the spa. Mm-hmm. And she had to quit. Mm-hmm. And I love this because it says uh, constructive—if you treat an employee like that, that can be seen as constructive termination. Right. And mm-hmm. it's it's the equivalent of wrongful termination. Even though the employee has quit on their own, right?
1: They're like, "Oh no, look how much everyone sees them getting flowers and special treatment." That's really not the case at all. It's it's crossed the line into craziness, right? Um, so so yeah, that that I almost see when I see this kind of thing happen because it's this is so egregious. Just leave, yeah. Just I I would think that if you're a really good employee, and particularly right now with the climate that we have in Texas, with With how well our our economy is in Texas, with building the wall particularly, is going to make our economy better. Um, We're just booming right now down here. So when I see people, uh, when I hear people saying, I can't find work, it's like, oh, no, Home Depot's hiring. It may not be what you want, but it's a job that's going to pay you at least, I think minimum wage is like $10 an hour now. I don't even know what it is. But I I know they are all paying $10 an hour. Right. That may be a little bit over minimum wage. And so you can find work. And if you get in there and you work really hard and you do a good job, you'll be promoted. And so I I hate when I see people coming out of college saying, I'm not going to take that job. No, you should go get the experience and take the job.
0: But if, and say like in this case with this client I was telling you about, Mm -hmm. uh, she at this particular place that she worked at, she made $3,500 a month. She yeah. had to quit mm-hmm. and couldn't find anything and yeah, that could—and yeah. so she took two part-time jobs. Well, maybe it's because that they knew that they were going to have to pay her
1: to stay because they had this kind of weird person working there that uh, harassed. Well, he was a freak and a, mm-hmm. a, a— What happened, though? What did she end up doing? Uh, well, we—and I think this
0: would be a good segue into our EEOC thing— mm-hmm. um, she contacted the EOC. I was telling her to do that. She contacted them. There weren't enough employees in the business uh-huh. for the EOC to take it up. So she still had a private. So it's cause less than fifteen. Action. I think is what it less is. Less than fifteen mm-hmm. in that, even though they had, I believe, two or three different locations. Mm-hmm. The employees
1: traveled mm-hmm. back and forth between the locations, mm-hmm. and then the just- contract doesn't count. So it's really difficult when you have those small companies with, and that's really prevalent in the small companies when they're writing about 10 to. 15, uh, any kind of uh, wrongdoing because they're usually small and they have maybe 12 stationary uh, workers that right. are employees. And then they have a ton of contract employees, right. which prevents them from being right. uh, subject to the federal and state discriminatory actions. So that's a problem.
0: Okay, Tony, well, listen, we've got probably what, 10 more minutes here? Uh, okay, we've got 15 more minutes. I think that might be a good segue for us to talk about what do you do if you feel like you've been terminated. Yeah, but you
1: didn't finish your story about the girl. What happened to her?
0: Um, Well, so what (laughs) happened was the EOC. So there's a Uh timeline, Uh and that's what we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, There's a timeline that you need to complain to the EOC, and the EOC stands for Equal Employment um, Equal Opportunity Employment. Commission.
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I never can remember yeah. what it stands for.
0: And if they're interested in taking up your claim, then they'll let you know you've got what thirty to sixty days. I can't remember, but
1: as soon as you get that letter from them, you have to file to get the. Um, it's called a. I can't remember this. I've done a ton of these cases. It's. Um, it basically is a letter that's saying that we that you can sue. We yeah. are not going to take. You have the to case. get permission from
0: them. And it's, a, it's called a letter can of not suing. This. Or whatever. On your, your own. Um, I don't I don't remember. What I don't remember, it. but it's the letter but that you get letter.
1: after you apply, um, after you file a complaint with the EEOC. Mm-hmm. And just in case we don't get to it, you can Google them, or you can call 1-800-669-4000 in, in uh, Texas to, and I don't know where it's going to fall in Texas, but that's where you can go to file it, um, to make the complaint. You can also file a charge. These are charges. You're making a complaint. With the Texas Workforce Commission, you can do that online, or you can call 888-452-4778. That's in Austin. Um, or you can give, begin your charge process with the um, NLRB, and I think that's the National Labor uh, Relations, Relations Board. Board. And that number is 866-667-6572. Um, usually, uh, one set is, uh, is Texas, and the other state is federal, and you have different timeframes on when you can file it, but don't wait too long. Um, the National Labor Relations Board uh, requires that within 180 days of being uh, discriminated against, you have to file a complaint. So even if you're still working, um, federal employees must file a report of relation to the employee's equal employment opportunity counselor mm-hmm. within 45 days of being discriminated against. So this is not even you being um, you being fired. This is you making a complaint after it happened. The problem is, once you make that complaint, you're probably going to get fired. <laughs> yeah, or be forced
0: out because who can work under those conditions?
1: Yeah, because now you're that person that you can't you can't be associated with with the other employees. So you're now in a sort of a lonely existence while you're getting paid, and that's not fun. So you really have to have everything lined up before you make these calls, but you can't wait either. So it's a real it's a tedious little tightrope. It really is, and that's exactly what happened with this client. She. Uh,
0: we complained to the EOC. They notified her that they were not interested because the number of employees mm-hmm. weren't mm-hmm. over 15 in the business. Um, so then we had to bring a private cause of
1: action, mm-hmm. not private. So she got that letter within like 30 days. It she was saying, got the not letter. Gonna, we're not going to file. We're not interested. And so now you can sue. The right to sue letter. Thank you. That's what it's yes. called. Yes. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so she didn't want to pursue it. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, she kind of walked. She still worked there? Uh, no, she quit. Okay, good. She had to quit. <laughs> And she suffered a lot of economic damages as a result of being forced out through that constructive termination mm-hmm. thing. But she, yeah. Was- but what did she do
1: before? What did she working? did she leave a job to go there? Uh, well, I mean, she did the same sort of thing. And so it seemed to me that she could she couldn't find. And I'm just thinking, talking out loud, couldn't she find another job that was similar? Just paid a little less? That's what she did. Okay. But it, but she had to
0: find two jobs mm-hmm. because instantly she was out of work. Yeah. And she had, you know. And the same
1: thing happens with another payments. guy that called me. He left a job for a better, for the bait of a better job. And right. then they duped him. Yeah. And then the other company didn't want him back. Yeah. Because he had duped them or yeah. they felt like he wasn't loyal. And lo- loyalty and integrity are huge when, I mean, because an employee employee relationship is just like a re- personal relationship. So you got to really be careful. Okay. So what what was the next? I I stopped you. I want to hear what happened to your friend. Oh,
0: uh, well, it was a client. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she kind of waffled back and forth. She wanted to pursue it. She didn't. And I kept saying, we have this timeline. We've got a right to sue, Mm -hmm. but we've got to do it within 30 days or 60 Mm -hmm. days. And uh, so she didn't want to, then she did, and then she had asked me about it three months later, and I was like, sweetheart, Mm -hmm, listen, mm -hmm. that's over. I told you very clearly. Well, she
1: could have still gone with the the National Labor Relations Board, but I don't know what the criteria is for that. You have 180 days, but still... You've missed some of your opportunities when you wait too long, for sure. It's really,
0: really important. And Mm -hmm. she had a really good claim, too. Mm -hmm. But it's really, really important that if you are the victim of some type of discrimination in the workplace or harassment, Mm -hmm. that you timely call an attorney Mm -hmm.
1: that practices this kind of law Mm -hmm. or call the EOC and ask them what you do. And then don't completely—we've had this show before, too— Don't completely rely on that attorney to pick up the ball and run. First of all, you may not have hired him, and you're losing time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Secondly, they may malpractice, but what are you going to get if they don't have anything later to come back on? You've got to go through all the stuff to prove they malpractice, which is more attorney's fees. It's just not worth it. And it all kind of goes back to if this is not a good fit for you, you may just want to move on. And it may be discriminatory, but you better have a good case because these cases don't always pan out. But I will say this. The uh, couple of cases that I have taken – uh, one idea that was an age discrimination case. Um, gosh, it may have been 15 years ago, and it went to federal court. We ended up in the uh, the district court down in, in uh, off of I forgot what the street was in, in you know Houston. the it, it was district court, and I forgot which judge. We were maybe a federal judge. Uh, really, really nice. You um you you have to have your paperwork. You file it. You you've got your right to sue letter. You go forward. You can choose whether you're going to file in state or federal, depending on which category it falls into. If you've got a discrimination case, it could fall into either one. Um, it's a little bit easier, but sometimes even those companies move to have it in federal because they're more difficult to, to maneuver yourself around in federal court. It's just a higher level court and they have different rules. So you have to get somebody that, that understands those rules. But I do remember going in and it was, he clearly had evidence of age discrimination. Um, he worked for a large oil company. Um, everybody, he got paid a lot of money. But he got fired when he was How like old? 60. He was okay. only 60. I say only now because now he right. doesn't seem that old. Sure. But, um, and the age not. was not that big. It was like the difference between a 49-year-old and a 60-year-old. That's 11 years. Mm-hmm. But he saw that other people were being promoted over him. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, this isn't right. And so he had constructive termination under, because of what they were doing and he wasn't getting promotions. And he was still doing a very good job. He had all the skill. He had all the background and the knowledge. He had all the education. There was no reason why he was being, promoted over. And so he, we were able to prove that after we did the discovery, we took the case, we did it on a contingency, mm-hmm. uh, we were able to prove the discovery that they had a, they consistently were getting rid of older people because the insurance was higher. Oh, good for And we you. got an amazing settlement without even having to go to trial. Good. We went to the pretrial conference, we went to mediation, and their attorneys, and they were a big corporation, were like, we're not going there. And they gave him a, a very large settlement because of age discrimination. It wasn't that big of a, so it's, again, you have to look at it and it doesn't, it helps. I say it doesn't. It, it does help to at least run it by an attorney because they may have, particularly one that does a lot of employment law, right. to see if they've got a case. You don't want to write it off, but they are hard cases to win.
0: And it's all won by the evidence and the. It's all by statistics the statistics right.
1: that you gather about who they fired And he over did this tell us in that age. He told us that they're doing this not to me but to a lot of people, and we were able to. Get the evidence, and it was just—it was just a matter of getting that evidence. And when we, when they, and they hide it too. We finally got it after our subpoenas and after is compel, and we got the evidence we needed. We were able to go through and go, "Wow, this is great!" Because we were just checking off the people that were terminated, that because of age, and so it did work out. And it was only age, and didn't have anything to do with any of the other deal. But if you've got it, if you're a protected class and you are wrongfully terminated, mm-hmm. or you are wrongfully treated in the with, workplace? Uh-huh. Then um, it was with the constructive termination. Then, um then you, if you have a case go forward if you have a case you can go forward yeah well like right. we did we won right so there's a lot of money in it but they there you have to have somebody that's an employee that has the wherewithal to keep quiet to collect the evidence and right. they've got a good contract all these things have to fall <clears throat> into place
0: mm-hmm. okay well we have wrongful termination based on a refusal to perform a criminal act mm-hmm. I think we've kind of covered that. yeah
1: yeah everybody knows that's all in the movies sure I'm not gonna do this yeah Wrongful termination. You're making me do it. I don't want to do it. I'm going to turn you in. You get fired. Those are great. I love those. Right. Uh, we had one example. It says in Texas court held that a car salesman was fired for refusing to misrepresent the trade-in value of a vehicle. Oh. As long as he can prove it, that's an amazing way. I and mean, you got you're right there with a the wrongful termination by refusing to do a criminal act. Be mm-hmm. able to prove it. Hmm. Uh. Wrongful termination
0: based on violation of civil rights statutes and. Under that, we have the Family and Medical Leave
1: Act. We have Military Those leave, are so easy to voting prove, leave. though, that yeah. you seldom get it. I mean, I just, you know, I'm just like, yes, Military Leave voting. I love it. But you don't get them very often because usually your employers know better. Sure. Sure. That would just be kind of a
0: suicide, mm-hmm. you know.
1: <laughs> that happens, though. They're not thinking. Get uh-huh. Some arrogant boss It's not thinking, and they, they're covering it. The The higher levels don't know what he's doing, and then they find out. So. Uh-huh.
0: Well, you know, wrongful termination claims they're they're not easy to prove. but you know, as Tony and I have been discussing, they can be proven in Texas. and um, you know, you just need to not lose your head, be cool, think mm-hmm. about you know these things that we've discussed with you and what is the best
1: way to prove that. Now remember when you have these some of the strategies is first, you have to write the demand letter. These letters mm-hmm. are, Sent to the employer describing the laws that are violated by the employer. And you usually want to, at that point, if you've got an attorney involved, they know what kind of letter. It's a cookie-cutter letter for the most part. They know what to send. You have to file with the agency. File an agency claim. Don't forget to do that. Um, in many situations, legal counsel must first file a complaint with the appropriate state or federal agencies, just like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And then only then after they deny the claim can you file a lawsuit, because otherwise the state or the government takes it for you. Sure. Because it's a re- And you'll still get compensation that right. way. Um, litigation is complicated. The process, including several steps from filing an initial complaint to the trial itself, really does require, in most cases, with employment law, an attorney to help you. Settlements can happen at any stage in the litigation process and can can only be reached by settlement. When all the parties are involved, not just you, but the employer also. Okay, mm-hmm. And um, the factors that the courts looked at are lost benefits, lost wages. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, these are things that you're gonna have to consider before you go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the types of damages are compensa- to, compen- compen- C- compensatory. Say
0: it. compensatory. Compensatory.
1: Compensatory. 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 one of those weird words. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, compensatory. Talk. Compensatory. Economic. Well, mm-hmm. convinced damages are designed to reimburse the employee for their out-of-pocket expenses right. due to discri- d- uh, discrimination, what have you, mm-hmm. loss of enjoyment of life, and that kind of thing. They're a little bit more difficult, um, and you don't always get so. But economic damages are really easy. They're the yeah. primary component. You always get those. Um, the emotional damage really hard to prove those because mm-hmm. you're going to be emotional about it anyway. People are just sometimes very emotional, and they'll. And it, but it depends on the facts. There's some things that are just outrageous yeah, and outrageous. crazy, and they're like, "We had to fire her;
0: she's crazy." You have to be really careful. Well, about trying being to prove raped those. in the workplace or something like that. You know, I mean, you can get
1: damages. Oh yeah, oh if it's yeah, definitely. Obvious. If it's something really they've done something really yeah. bad, and then punitive damages are difficult, but if they've done very something difficult. really bad, these damages are designed to punish the employer for malicious and reckless discriminatory actions, and you can get them, and they give juries will give really big awards on those if mm-hmm. they see that you've been wrong because they can put themselves in your place. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's interesting that
0: in the year 2014, 888,778 discrimination charges were filed. And uh, monetary relief from cases that were litigated totaled $22.5 million.
1: Yeah, but how many cases were, t- were, were taken?
0: Well, it said they were filed. I don't
1: it says uh let's see. I mean, in other words, how many right to sue letters went out?
0: Sixty seven percent of employment cases result in favorable judgments for the employee.
1: That's really? pretty high. That is huge. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. I did not know that statistic. Yeah.
0: That's pretty high. Yeah, but that
1: means that they've gone to the trouble of actually doing it because exactly. everybody and we've talked about this on our show before too. If you get into a lawsuit, particularly with somebody like a family member or an employer. Mm-hmm. Um, your life has now um, uh, taken a turn for the worse because it no. absorbs your peace and your happiness. If you're right. willing, to, but you have to, if you're willing to fight, just be ready because you're not going to have the peace
0: that you had before. Right. And so, you know, if if your situation is bad enough that you feel like you have to fight, yeah, you it, have I mean, to fight. You can't not. Maybe fight. Maybe when you're closer to the Lord,
1: a lot of times it does. Yeah,
0: <laughs> because you don't know where else to turn, and it's, that may be part of His plan. Right. Right. So, uh. Interesting. You know, the reason that we wanted to talk about this is because we get a lot of calls. I know I've got a call this afternoon mm-hmm. on a, a wrongful
1: termination case I'm in Dallas. I calls that I have not returned yet. Yeah, where people have basically told me, um, and they're and they they are people that have worked for a long time mm-hmm. at their at the where they've worked, and they've given me examples and facts that look like they're pretty good cases. Um, but I've got to glean through them, and of course, we will take. Um, you know, we'll do free consultations, but yeah, it takes. If, if, I got hit with like ten this week, literally. Yeah, really? And if you're doing nothing but consultations, you're not getting any work done. So Boy, um, that's true. Uh, that, and you're so not getting people, paid
0: any, anyway. Oh, uh, Tony, I had this question. So, in a wrongful termination suit, how would an attorney get paid? Would it be contingency?
1: On all on the ones settlement? I've done are contingency because these people don't have money because they've been fired. Right. They can pay you. I mean, they can do it any way you want, but the, if the contingency is pretty good with the large corporation, that's why I like the large corporations because then right. you already. The first thing you always do when you analyze a case is you're looking at, will you be able to be compensated? Uh, Are they judgment-proof or not? Right. And And judgment-proof means they can't afford to pay you anything. Right. So in that case, leave it alone. But large corporations are usually not judgment-proof. And what we've seen also is that these small corporations will move all their stock. They'll take the assets and move them into a different corporation so you're not suing the right place. Because they're small enough. They're just over 15 uh, people, so they can be sued, but they don't make themselves judgment-proof. So they move the stock into a different company so they can't be sued. That's fraud. They can't do that, and it could be valid in discovery. So don't worry about that much, but do keep track of it. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, listen, guys, we are here every Tuesday from 12 to 1 p.m. You can listen on IRLoneStar.com, or you can go to 104.5 and 106.1 Conrose FM. You can send us your messages on Facebook Messenger, and we try to get back to those during the week if we can. uh, But we do get back with everybody. Yeah, we appreciate all our listeners. We know there are a lot of you guys out there. Thank you for being interested in listening. And always remember, serve God by serving others. Have a great week.